and welcome to The Schism. This podcast is all about critical thinking, dot connecting, the nature of reality, and trying to uncover the truth about the world we live in, society, who we are, and where we come from. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Schism. Today I'm joined by my co-host Adam. Hello everyone. We're going to carry on our talk about Kanye, or Ye, as he's known now, his recent antics, and also delve right into the idea of MKUltra handlers in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So in terms of Kanye antics, last episode we covered when he said George Bush doesn't care about black people, when he interrupted Taylor Swift, the recent White Lives Matter shirt. Yeah. But even, even the whole thing when he got up on stage and he called out Beyonce and Jay-Z remember that at Madison Square Garden all the gig when people walked off and then at the end of it it was just like did he do a good gig last night yeah he came out 15 minutes ranted and left and then yeah was that the one where he was on like the middle of sort of a stage that was on chains yeah, that one. I mean weird stage design because people were like below it below and they couldn't it. even see him yeah and I thought people were trying to get up onto it and what? he was like throwing them down it was bizarre anything heavy held up by chains sitting aloof your head I mean I wouldn't want to be beneath it yeah right and it wasn't much of a show it was just him I mean especially for that show just talking for god knows how long but it was interesting because during that he was talking about like Google lied to you. You remember? Yeah, yeah. And everyone was like, oh, he went on a mad rant. But actually, if you look at what he was ranting about, Google has lied to you. Yeah. <laughs> and Facebook has lied to you. And he was basically saying, like, these massive tech companies, these huge social media companies, they're lying to you. They're feeding you lies every day. Like, he was trying to wake people up at that point. If you think about it, it's no different to the stuff he was saying early on. But people just passed it off as, oh, he's going on a mad one again. Yeah, right. If I remember, he did have a mask on then. For that tour, he was wearing like a diamond encrusted sort yeah, of mask. Yeah, you remember that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit like Michael Jackson. He's flirted with masks for many a year now. <laughs> but during that whole period, when he went on that rant that we're talking about, shortly after that, people were like, he's lost the plot. And he went into hospital for exhaustion. Yeah. And when he come out, do you remember, we saw a clip of his friend on the red carpet and they said, oh, how's Kanye? And his friend said, yeah, he's fine. Like, he's he's starting to get his memory back. Like, what? Like, memory back? Stop. <laughs> memory? Like, he went in for exhaustion. And then, like, his, his friend's saying, like, oh, yeah, he's, he's you know, his memories are starting to come back now. Memories back? What the fuck? <laughs> he wasn't in a plane crash. Like, what? <laughs> And, there's, and there was just never any mention of it afterwards. Yeah, but. and a very strange thing for any one of his friends to say. I mean, you'd, and you wouldn't say his memories come back if you didn't mean that. I'm exhausted. Completely lost my memory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two don't usually go hand in hand. Yeah, haven't ever seen someone do a marathon then have a massive <laughs> bout of amnesia. Forgot the whole thing. <laughs> All they can remember is like the um, finish line. Get across it and just smack down. Wake up in a hospital. Did I win? And it's interesting because Kanye's obviously gone to quite a few of these facilities in his time for exhaustion. You know, they say he's going to rehab, but it's like he doesn't famously take a lot of drugs. So the only time he's been on medication is when they've put him on medication. So they say, oh, he's gone there for exhaustion. They said the same thing about Lady Gaga. Yeah. Oh, like, if they're not a fucking druggie, they just go, oh, it's exhaustion. That's why they've gone there. 
They're exhausted. I mean, that'd be funny. Being exhausted. I mean, come on. If I'm exhausted, I just get on the sofa and smoke a joint, mate. Put your feet up. <laughs> yeah, do you think they're sort of then, like, scared to, you know, say in front of the wife or kids or whatever, like, oh, bloody exhausted. <laughs> They'd be like, beep, 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 woo, woo, like, we're taking you away. I'm not that exhausted. <laughs> Put it this way, it's either the sleeping meds or the centre. I'm not that exhausted. But when Kanye has famously come out of some of these centres, you know, he's, he's come out and he looks totally different. Like there was a time where his hair was dyed blonde. Another time where he'd come out and his hair was cut. Like like a lawnmower had got him. You know, it's just like this buzz cut, but it was so uneven. It's like a chimpanzee. Well, it, You'd give him a chimpanzee some trimmers and it'd just be like... <laughs> well, I, I know this. We had, we had all this crap with Jada Pinkett Smith having alopecia. And I tell you what, between her and Kanye, whose haircut looked more like they had alopecia? This just looked mental, but Kanye, when he went on Drink Champs, because they had to ask him, like, what the hell was your, your haircut about? And he said it's the, it was about the phobia of mental health, and that's why he did it. So Kanye came out and said, the declaration of insanity is a form of control. And he did say, at first, I called this the Britney, and now they can call it the Yay. I mean, if there's a statement of the year, it was that from Kanye. But he was obviously referring to Britney's 2007 meltdown where she shaved off her head after leaving rehab, in inverted commas, and she wasn't allowed to see her son. And she said, I want them to stop touching me. Stop touching me. That was one of the reasons that she shaved it all off. So it does seem like a very desperate bid for control. You know, you're in control of everything in my life, but I'm in control of this. I can shave my hair off if I want to. Even if it's just one thing. Exactly. It's it's why some people self-harm. You know what I mean? They don't have control over any other aspects of their life or have control over their pain or their suffering. And they self-harm because, well, I've got control over this. You know what I mean? It's like, or like an eating disorder or something. These are people that are desperately trying to have some hold, some control over their own life. And when they do things like this, it's a massive cry for help. And you can see that they're in a lot of distression and confusion. And then before you know it, boom, they get taken to a facility. And then when they come out again, they're like a new person. Kanye's changed his appearance recently with this big beard or whatever. Mm. Every time there's this controversy, this big like storm around these celebrities, there's suddenly changed their appearance. I always feel like as soon as he started to break away from the Kardashians, that was a good sign for him. And I I think he was possibly allowed to do that to some extent because they could still get him to marry or be with a certain person depending on who his handlers are. But I felt he knew deep down in his soul being with that family was like wrong. So much bad shit surrounding them. You can't help but think, even when he had his meltdown, he came out and obviously they wanted to have the divorce. You can't help but think that was like the best thing for him. Mm. I mean, the split between him and Kim was some real like public humiliation going on. Yeah. It was his Cersei moment from Game (laughs) of Thrones. Shame, 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 shame. No, but Kim went on SNL, like Saturday Night Live, and she was doing these skits where she was like really taking the piss out of him and they just split up. Yeah, but this isn't like some boyfriend girlfriend thing. She's his wife. They've had three kids together. He's absolutely distraught about it. And then she's going on SNL and doing these like skits and jokes about 
this guy that she's just he's about to get a divorce from and stop him from seeing his kids. Well, I think even stranger still that who was the next person that she gets with, and it's Pete Davison of Saturday Night Live. And then suddenly them two are doing skits together where they're talking about... I mean, there's one where they're on a flying carpet and he's... Pete Davidson is Aladdin and she's like Jasmine. And he's saying like, oh, I think you'll be too much woman for me and you'll like break my ding-dong and stuff like that. And he's like, what? And then he wishes to the genie, oh, can you give me one wish? And then he says like, obviously ask him for like a big dick. And when Kim looks down his pants, she says, oh, wow, that's better but it's the wrong colour. And and there's quite a few sort of racist kind of jokes in there at Kanye's expense, and you're like, this is not right. Yeah, I mean, this is your husband, man, and I'm not sure he's going to... Making a joke about his black cock. Yeah, on what life? And like that she loves black cock. It's like, oh, that's nice, like, to hear a mother of three children saying that. I bet Kanye's, like, really happy that she's... Well, the funny thing is those kids are soon going to be grown. And the and the internet is a big place. Yeah, right. You can find anything on it. So in the opening monologue, Kim says, I married the best rapper of all time. Not only that, he's the richest black man in America. A talented, legit genius who gave me four incredible kids. Oh, sorry, they've had four. I keep saying three. It's even worse. So when I divorced him, you have to know it came down to one thing. His personality. I mean, that is so brutal. Honestly, like, any man that's just been split up and separated from his four kids hearing that would be fucking devastated. I mean, there's a lot of guys out there that would kill themselves well, with that public humiliation. That's being said live on SNL. Well, it would, it would beg the question in terms of handlers being partners in the Hollywood circle. You know, what the hell was he doing with Kim Kardashian in the first place? And the fact that she didn't like his personality... Well, you married him, you had kids with him. I'm pretty sure you had a good idea what his personality was, even if he had something like bipolar. Yeah, right. And he's suffering with mental health. So, okay, let's carry on down the line of he's crazy. So you're taking the piss out of someone with mental health. Oh, oh. like someone with mental health issues. Oh, that's, oh, that's lovely. That's, that's nice. And who was this person? Oh, they were your husband. So you're taking the piss out of your husband who's suffering from mental health issues. Okay. And it's live on TV. Great. So there's no escape. Kanye won't escape it. You know, anyone in his media circle, his kids, they're going to they're gonna see that. He's going to feel like the whole world is laughing at him. Which is going to make... So, that could really push someone to commit suicide. And that, and that is just not okay. And we've recently learned as well that the, the sex tape that Kim Kardashian did with Ray J, the one that basically launched her career right it's recently come out this is now like out there in in the open that that whole thing was not only orchestrated but there was a contract signed between ray j and kim and kim's mum yeah who basically set the whole thing up yeah and chris jenner kim's mum also signed the contract so she was in on the whole thing she set the whole thing up the mum so a mum would set her own daughter up to put out a leaked sex tape to elevate her to fame. And it gets even more twisted than that. And it's Ray J that's blown the lid on this. He's like, I can't take this anymore. People talking all this shit about me. You want to hear the truth? It, it, the whole thing was set up not only by Kim, but her mum. And her mum's such a sick freak. Not his words. I'm kind of embellishing the sick freak part. But her mum was such a sick freak 
that she viewed multiple sex tapes and then picked the best one. Like, this one will really sell. Oh, Ray J, you're really, really owning that doggy style there. I mean, Kim, your face. I mean, you look like you're blowing, girl. I mean, it's great. We'll use this one. She's watching another one like, come on, Kim, put your back into it. Oh, she's lying there like a dead horse in this one. <laughs> Maybe there's one where Ray J can't get started properly. Oh, Ray J, you don't look, well, full rod. <laughs> What's wrong? Oh, too many drinks. I told you, Ray J, no drinking before the sex tape. Yeah, like we're now going into the sort of zone where Chris Jenner is actually directing it. I mean, I don't know if she directed it, but... You could actually imagine her on set, just in one of those little wooden chairs with the nice sort of material on them. Direct. Yeah, what, like the classic director's chair. Yeah. Yeah, with the megaphone. megaphone. Come on, Kim. Keep going, love. <laughs> Bring in the fluffer. <laughs> no, but it's sick in the head, isn't it? I mean, it's it, that's, that is so fucking wrong. And the fact that Ray J was like, I can't do this anymore. And Kanye actually apparently went and bought the second sex tape back from him just to kind of finish the whole ordeal. And it's all sort of come out. But that's just not, that's not normal, is it? In any family, you're like, if someone in a family was making porn with their daughter in it, when they're any age, you feel like they should just be locked up. I mean, that's just, well, like not making it, but like funding it or endorsing it or... I mean, there was contracts involved. Well, the thing is, you have to even look from Kim's perspective. I mean, okay, look, people want to be famous, and I could argue in the last five years, ten years at least, people, what with camera phones, will do anything for their 15 minutes of fame. But one thing you can't deny is this is a sex tape. I mean... You can't deny that, no. Everything's going to be out on display here. I mean, it's going to be your jiggly bits and... The whole world are going to be paying fourteen ninety nine to see those jiggly bits, and there'll be those jiggly bits will be a staple of your career and probably everything to come from that because your claim to fame was getting out your jiggly bits. Do you like how I keep using jiggly bits? <laughs> <laughs> but my point is that's the thing that launched her career. That's it's what pretty she, shameful. That's what she's famous for, mm. and what now she's got all this. Clout with possibly one of the most talented rappers of our generation. Yeah, so during that Drink Champs interview, Kanye's saying all kinds of stuff. Like, there's a clip where he's saying, this is 1984, this is mind control that we're in. You know, he's he's talking about, like, the powers that be, and it, it's all power and politics. Power-hungry maniacs that just want control. Like, he's saying stuff that I feel like got someone like John Lennon killed. You know what I mean? When John Lennon was saying stuff like... I don't know what the world leaders think they're doing. As far as I'm concerned, the world is run by maniacs. Maniacs. Mm. Like, he was shooting his mouth off way too much. And when you watch this Drink Champs thing, you're thinking, bloody hell. And Kanye even says in it, you know, they might try and off me after this. They might try and take me out. They might try and kill me. Not the first time a celebrity's actually said, said that either. You know, been outspoken and then claimed that I probably would get taken out for saying the things I said. And and he also talks about in the Drink Champs interview, like the way that they bring up accusations on somebody from 10 years ago and suddenly they're like throwing a rape case at them or, uh, you know, they've, they've got like blackmail and compromise on people. And this is something that he's come out with in even more of a serious ra- way recently that we cover later when he's talking about sacrifices and he's talking about um, certain people can't say things because... 
they've got dirt in their past that they can dig up. And you you suddenly realise, like, blackmail, just like the Jeffrey Epstein stuff, like, is a massive way that they control these celebrities. They've got compromise on so many of these people. They just, they can't speak out because suddenly they can just bring up some dirt from the past and just bury them. I mean, it's hardly Eminem's cleaning out my closet, is it? What Go, do you mean? Going to Kanye's closet, it's like, oh, there's fucking nothing in here. Well, yeah, exactly. So... That's why Kanye says, you know, I was the pussy. I was the guy with the, the pink polo and the backpack. Like, I've, I've never killed nobody. So they can't control me the way they can control other celebrities because I've never done that. He wasn't from a criminal lifestyle, as we discussed in the previous episode. Mm. He wasn't a gangbanger. He doesn't have, like, bodies, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> never see me throwing up a gang sign. <laughs> But definitely one of the most disturbing things that has come out, I think, is these text messages from Kanye's personal trainer. Yeah, well, the funny thing is, when they first came out, the first thing I found out, and I couldn't believe it, I was like, hang on, the same personal trainer? Hang on, let me check this. First time Kanye West was hospitalised, where was he? And you're like, Pasternak, oh, it's this guy again. Mm. And you're like... Hang on, the same guy for what? One, two, three, four, what? Six years ago, the same personal trainer. He was at his house and all of a sudden, cha-ching! What's this we get? Kanye's showing us all these messages mm-hmm. that Pasternak... Harley has... Pasternak was the guy that actually made the 911 call yeah, to he get was... Yeah, hospitalised yeah. in 2016. I reckon he shot him with a syringe or something. <laughs> Kanye, was, Kanye was going all mad and he was like, perfect. <laughs> calling the police, calling the... Ambo, and that's it. Just like, snuck up behind him, and he's like, that's it. Sleep. Bright eyes. There we go. No, but he sounds so twisted, this guy. Like, these, these text messages. I mean, like, I've, I've got the text here. I'll read it out. I mean, this is chilling. Yes. I'm going to help you one of a couple of ways. First, you and I sit down and have a loving and open conversation. What does that even sound like a threat? <laughs> Loving. <laughs> Sounds like he's on his lap, bitty, bitty. And, and then he's talking to him like, like a child, like, but you don't use cuss words. And everything that is discussed is based in fact, not some crazy stuff that that dumb friend of yours told you or you saw in a tweet. It's <laughs> so patronising. He's talking down to him like he's nothing. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is a A-lister celebrity. This Harley, this Harley guy is just a personal trainer. Does your personal trainer talk to you like that? I can't help it. You're think. worthless. His crazy friend is that Alex Jones. Is Alex Jones somewhere out there like, hey man, what do you mean? That crazy friend of yours on his Infowars show. Yeah, like you you saw in a tweet. I mean, I'm kind of like thinking of like maybe they've had previous meetings and Kanye's been like, you see this tweet, man? It's all here. <laughs> Put that damn thing down. I don't want to see some dumb tweet. But yeah, like the way he's talking to him is just awful. And then he... Then he goes on to say, so that's the first option, which already sounds threatening enough. Yeah, you and me sit down, you don't swear. Already I'm taking that option. Well, I don't want to yeah, hear like, well, the what's sec- the second option? <laughs> well, the second option, it, things get a lot more sinister. The second option, this is, again, the, the text message that, that he sent. Second option, I have you institutionalised. Again. <laughs> again. That would be 2016 then. Where they medicate the crap out of you and you go back to zombie land forever. Play date with the kids just won't be the same. 
Papa? <laughs> it's like that Eminem Haley. It's okay, go with him, Haley. Dada. <laughs> I mean, when he's sort of saying, you know, like medicate the crap out of you, I'm like kind of thinking like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Like yeah. Kanye's there, some like dribbling wreck in like a gown, yeah. and he's just pushing one of his kids on a swing in this zombie state. Like play dates with the kids just won't be the same, same, same. And he's like, they're like, ooh. I can imagine the kids not even on the swing. The kid, the kids in the other corner of the playground, and he's just pushing an empty swing. <laughs> the kids nowhere to be seen. Kanye's been in this institution for decades. He just thinks he's having a play date with the kids. <laughs> he's doing a Bill Murray Groundhog Day. No, but it it is terrifying. And how much more proof do you need? It's a text sent from him. You know what I mean? And he didn't even deny it. Passing that was almost all like, yeah, I sent that. <laughs> I send them kind of taxes to all my clients. And and his client list as well is vast. Like he works with Lady Gaga, Rihanna, Haley Berry, Adrena Grande, Adam Levine, Megan Fox, Kim Kardashian, Robin Robert Downing Jr. and Robert Patterson. Busy then? Oh yeah, very busy. I mean like he works with all and oh and he's worked with like the Kardashians as well. And you go into this guy's history and what a surprise he's linked to Intelligence. Military intelligence. Canadian, actually. Yeah, Canadian intelligence. So you're like, right, okay. Mm, sus. You know, Kanye's calling this guy a handler. That's exactly what he is. Well, the small amount of information that we actually have on Pasternak and what he did within intelligence is tiny. But one thing that did come up was the stuff that he'd worked on were PSYOP simulations. You couldn't make it up. <laughs> and you sort of think, PSYOP simulations. And I thought, so he was possibly one of the guys what would be responsible for, say, thinking up the pandemic. What would really Psy-op. scare Psychological people? Psychological operations. operations. Yeah. Because if he's working with Kanye as a client and he has to control his every move, you better be well armed in psychological warfare in terms of how to torment your client, how to reel them in. Sounds like the right guy for the job. Imagine how scary it would be having someone threaten you. Look, if you don't go along with what I say, I'm going to essentially kidnap you, medicate you, like do a one flew over the cuckoo's nest on you. (laughs) It's like, I'll do a clockwork orange on you. How do you want me to put it? (laughs) Let me put it this way. I wouldn't want to swap places with any of these celebrities. No. I have my life, thanks. Yep. As modest as it is. As small and insignificant. (laughs) At least I'm not having them kind of threats hanging over my head. And for all the people that got upset, because the reason that Harley was sent him them texts was because of his anti-Semitic tweets, right? And everyone's outraged about that. And so they should be, okay? Fine. But are they not also outraged by these texts from Harley? Because that's also something to be outraged about, right? And something to talk about. So why is no one talking about that? In fact, it's strange that more people aren't alluding to the fact that is Kanye unwell while he's saying things as as extreme as, you know, I love... What's more extreme? Someone being like, he said some racist things! Or this guy's threatening to force medicate him and take him away from his kids. Turn him into a zombie. And <laughs> leave him in a psychiatric ward. <laughs> yeah, but he's but Kanye said some naughty words. You're like, it's not really. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, and also he's the reason Kanye's not saying this crazy stuff is because he's like being threatened in this way, he's being cornered, and actually he also 
might be like his programming might be unraveling and the reason he appears crazy is because he's been under mind control and he's he's been through things that most of us couldn't even dream of so he's probably doing quite well <laughs> holding it together he's somehow still producing like amazing music and all this stuff i mean bloody hell <laughs> they must be amazed at, at the unit where they look How's after he still him? going i mean by now the, most artists never have hits anymore Anyone that puts out a gospel album, it usually flops, but people love it. You know, we gave DMX a one on every album, but not a whole fucking album. So Kanye has since gone on to say, this is a way a Hollywood trainer was talking to me to force me to apologise. Now, if Harley is part of intelligence, what kind of people are surrounding my kids? Who's in that house right now? Good question. Again, totally reasonable question. Kanye's just found out, right, this guy used to be in Canadian intelligence, blah, blah, blah. He's Kanye's starting to piece everything together. He appears crazy because he's obviously well uh, having this awakening where he's like, "Fucking hell, uh, the people around me are handlers." Like, it must be a, like being in the Truman Show. Yeah, got a hell of a download. I can't even imagine. So he goes on to say, "They can't control me. They can control Shaq. They can control LeBron James. They can control Jay Z and Beyonce, but they can't control me." So he's like naming names. And oh. then he's going on to, to say too, like when he says, my mama was sacrificed, he names names then. And he's like, Michael Jordan, his dad, Bill Cosby, his son, Dr. Dre, his son. Well, Around the, Hollywood, a lot of people go missing. Well, what about Prince had a child as well, didn't he? Yeah, right. And he's just making the point, like, you know, a lot of people in Hollywood, they turn up missing and, you know, it could be about traumatising people in order to control them says that they want to monetize and they want to traumatize. They're doing a bloody good job of that. And the thing is, people have been saying this for a long time. Like we've, we've gone back and we've listened to the work of people like Mark Devlin and David Icke. And they've spoken about a satanic agenda within the music industry and things like sacrifices. And this has been the stuff of conspiracies for a long time. But now you've got an A-list celebrity, someone who's one of the most famous people on the planet, and they're spilling the beans like no one has before. I mean, I thought MJ said some stuff, but Kanye is just laying it all out. Well, I mean, you made the joke about the whole business with Sony and Michael Jackson. I mean, this looks tiny compared to what Kanye said. And the, you know what I worry is the fact that Kanye says these things and it should be viewed as disclosure for the sort of things that do go on within these organisations, like mind control and stuff like that mm. but because of the public's perception of how we're meant to view him as this crazy person it just gets overwashed yeah and everyone just focuses in on the controversial statements he's made or in the case of someone else it could be oh they've said something against the lgbt community like mm. how they tried to cancel jk rowling exactly. oh she said transphobic comments with kanye he said anti-semitic stuff which, okay, yeah, fair, fair enough. But what's strange is that as time's gone on, that has got more and more extreme to the climax that we're at now where he's come out and said, I love Hitler. And again, doesn't match up like the stuff that come before. He's no. so extreme and so off the wall and he's got the mask back on and all the rest of it. And you're like, what's going on? Have the, have the controllers sort of stepped in and fabricated something entirely just to be like, 
Okay, nothing seems not, nothing's working. Look, we got to like, de- derail him. Completely. He's uncancelable, if that's yeah. a word. We need to derail him. What switch have we got in his head? We have got the I love Hitler switch, sir. Oh, I don't know, man. We've never pulled that switch before on anyone. No celebrity, especially not a black celebrity. I mean, do we do it? Do we really pull that lever? Do it. It's almost like in Toy Story, you know, like we're like Woody or Buzz Lightyear have their like few sayings, you know, like a little string you draw. Like, I love Hitler, but seriously, it was it was so fucking out there, and like as someone that's sort of been defending him and, and been pointing out, like he's probably a victim of MK Ultra. I mean, considering the stuff he's said recently, he's literally saying that. So I believe him, and I'd stand by most of what he's saying. And then suddenly he's like, I love Hitler. And, and coming out and just acting like a complete weirdo. I mean, he had props with him. He had a Bible. He had a fishing net that he kept on getting out. I mean, it was just, it was almost comedy in, in how crazy it was. In a, like in a, a pantomime theatre. Yeah, not too dissimilar from a pantomime. He was allowed to as well. It's all like Alex Jones sat there in that whole interview. And I thought, I thought, I don't even, Alex is convinced that one, if there is the real Kanye underneath that mask or two if it is why the hell was he coming out with stuff like i love hitler i mean that's just nuts (laughs) and i kind of get like he was sort of saying well i love everybody and it's like well just say that then yeah you know that that's going to be a soundbite tomorrow like kanye knows how the media works does he really want that as a soundbite i mean we jokes like you always see like the pictures of famous artists like there was one recently that we put on the instagram it was a picture of jim morrison and it said whoever controls the media controls the minds you know you'll you'll always see or it could be like john lydon it would say never trust a hippie or whatever you know in the future what you're gonna have a picture of kanye and it would just say i love hitler i mean this guy was like seriously debating trying to be like trying to run for president yeah what and He's going to give that to the world as a soundbite? Yeah, and... It doesn't make any sense. And as if the Republican Party needs any more trouble with white nationalism. <laughs> Has he said anything in the past that could possibly... <laughs> I mean, honestly, I thought, like, grabber by the pussy was bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had some of the best Bushisms of our time when George Bush Jr. was president. George Bush doesn't care about black people. <laughs> we, but now, I mean, the Trump era had some great soundbites, but... It was soundbite of the century. Is it done for shock value? It could be, because what if Kanye is on the self-destruct path? What if he has no control over the things he's saying, like in the altars, like we've talked about with Mark or even Kathy before? It yeah, could... when they have splits or in their personality or altars. This could be, yeah, you're right, something being triggered where this is just outrageous Kanye. He'd just say anything. He Because the way he was dressed up, it almost reminded me of like pro-wrestling. Yeah. And you will hear people, whether they're in pro wrestling or a member of Slipknot or something, they say, when I put that mask on, I become like a different person. And when Kanye's got that mask on, maybe he's outrageous Kanye. He can be a kind of whole different character. He takes on almost like a joker sort of vibe where he's like, I love Hitler. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He, he becomes like this mischief maker. Like, it could just be like an altar, like a switch. You know what I was thinking? What if one day they get the wrong mask on him and he puts on Rey Mysterio Jr.'s mask and they find him out down in the next WWF match? And Kanye's getting in the ring for a bout and they're like, what's Kanye doing in here? Oh shit, he's got the Rey mask on. Fuck, quick, quick. <laughs> But Alex Jones has got a bit of a kind of pro wrestling vibe about him 
too, like when he goes off on one of his rants and he's like, we will beat them, the new world order. Like it reminds me of like Macho Man Randy On Saturday night, when we get the tables down, I promise you one thing. When we are done with the NWO, there's going to be nothing but fucking ashes left on the ground. (laughs) Like that. Just like that, actually. So as well as losing his deals with Adidas... Kanye has also separated from the brand Balenciaga, which we were going to talk about a little bit. Now, Kanye's worked heavily with the brand, and he was even like a model recently on a runway show they did. I don't know if you saw this, but it was in a giant mud pit. Yeah, yeah. And he had like a mouth guard on with Balenciaga written on it, and it was very strange. It was kind of like... Really, you sort of felt like post-apocalyptic World War Three kind of vibes down in the trenches. You know, it's all pretty like dark stuff. But as we go into Balenciaga, is a very dark brand. You know, what I found hilarious about that is they gave that whole show to look like the post-apocalyptic future, where there was like nothing left or something, as if anyone gives a fuck about what you're wearing. <laughs> yeah, like check out my Balenciagas. I haven't eaten in six days. <laughs> But it was all kind of like military-looking gear, wasn't it? Like these big Wellington boots. and It did have a bit of an SS soldier vibe about it a little bit. Those real dark uniforms, I mean. Mm. And so much of their stuff has really dark vibes to it. And it's, it's weird because it's, in a sense, as well as having all the occult imagery and all the rest of it, you know, we talk about like this type of satanic mockery. Like, it's like a trolling brand. Like, it charges people insane amounts of money for just complete crap. And they're just seeing, like, how far they can take it. It almost reminds me of Zoolander, where he's like, this is my new collection, derelict. And it's all based on, like, homeless people. You know what I mean? It's like selling clothes that look like a homeless person is wearing them with all, like, holes in them and they're dirty and all the rest of it, but putting, like, an outrageous price tag on it. Well, it's It's like derelict. It's funny you said that, because I remember... You can derelict my bars. <laughs> I remember last year, I was on a tube. I was I was going somewhere in North London, down to central London, and on the tube, I saw a guy. Oh, he was, like, doing the Wayne's World. Like, if he was, like, the poster campaign for Balenciaga, he was, like, doing the Garth, head-to-toe in Adidas, and instead he's head-to-toe in Balenciaga. It cost a fortune. He's got the trainers, he's got, like... The jeans or the tracksuit bombs, whatever. But he's got the jacket. But the jacket was one of those tiny, paper-thin sort of jackets. And already, it looked like it'd be worn twice. And I thought, that's not going to last the winter, mate. And it was so thin. I thought, one, that's going to offer you no comfort out in, what, November? No comfort. No protection. protection. I mean, (laughs) bear in mind this time of year, I swear, about two weeks later, it snowed for a week. Or we had snow set in the UK for weeks. I remember looking and thinking, not only do you look like some sort of gimp dressed head to toe, you might as well have had a mask on with a zip on it. But at the same time, I thought, it doesn't even look cool. You haven't got the expression of like Nike or Adidas, but you don't look as suave as say something like Gucci or Prada. Yeah, you're right. Just this, you're this hash between where I'm not really quite sure what you are. If I'm honest, I heard someone talking about Balenciaga the other day and I thought, no one would have really heard of them unless Kanye had kind of got on board. I mean, 10 years ago, talk to me about Balenciaga. So the creative director 
of Balenciaga has been Debna for the trolling years, let's call them. And some of the stuff that he's done, I mean, they put forward like this bag, this blue leather bag that looks almost identical to one of the crappy blue Ikea bags that you get that cost like 99p or whatever. But they've put over a $2,000 price tag on it. And that's their thing. It's like they put out something that looks like, you know, just something that would cost you one pounds and they put this huge price tag and that kind of makes it high art or something. Yeah. But it's like, a, more, it's more like a social experiment to see how much can we get people to spend on stuff that's just complete crap. You know what? I bet their next campaign, they'll be doing the Tesco bag. They've done something similar to that. They've got one that's like a classic kind of um, like laundry bag, but like the ones with holes in it so your clothes can breathe. right, yeah. And it's like, you know, a a white plastic, one of them has got Balenciaga in on it. And again, it would be, I don't know, 500 quid or a a grand or something. So something you could get down the pound shop for a pound. Yeah. I mean, I'll show you some other ones, but they have like, another one they did was something which just looked like a scrunched up bin bag. And it was like, our trash bags or whatever, and they were going for $1,790 for, for something that looks almost identical to a trash bag. So if you're walking down the street, someone would be like, what's he carrying that trash bag for? It's a fucking refuse sack. Someone thinks you've just been tossed out of your home. Oh, fight with the missus again. Another one they did was platform crocs i mean if crocs weren't hideous enough already they had platform versions 850 dollars they just look like normal crocs like they're probably made in the same factory <laughs> that's the point is no better quality like like you said it's probably worse you know what i mean like you buy it as a jacket it doesn't even keep you warm <laughs> it's just it's like a trolling brand but it reminds me of this satanic mockery you know they had another one that was um just like a Fortnite hoodie. You know the game Fortnite? Oh, yeah. It just says Fortnite, but below it, in tiny little writing, it says Balenciaga, so it's 700 quid. Oh, it's that's... absolutely madness. And when Demna was asked about like the trash bag, for example, he just said, I couldn't miss an opportunity to make the most expensive trash bag in the world. Who doesn't love a fashion scandal? <laughs> well, clearly he's just saying to everyone, I'm ripping you off right now. But what is quite is quite interesting because Balenciaga is owned by something called the Kering Group or like the Gucci Group that also owns Gucci, Yves Saint Laurent, McQueen, okay. even brands like Puma. It's like oh okay, like Alexander Wang was like creative director there for a while. But all their catwalk shows are like really weird stuff, like gimps walking around. There's one where there's like a load of gimps walking around the New York Stock Exchange. It's like they're fetishizing like finance and it's all just so weird. And like they like had these um do you remember the outfits where Kim Kardashian turned up to the Met Gala and she was head to toe oh. in like a black just she looked like a shadow. <laughs> she was just like completely head to toe covered. You couldn't even see her face, just everything black. And then there was another guy with her. Everyone thought, oh, it might be Kanye. It wasn't even him. It just was... turned out to be another guy with a mask on. All right, so it could be anyone. That's how easy it was to fool people, was it? But that was just weird. And the kids were sort of dressed up in a similar sort of way. It felt disturbing, satanic. Like, it just felt wrong straight straight away. You're like, this makes me feel uneasy. During the time of COVID where everyone's been wearing masks and stuff like that, like, you really going to do that? 
In, in such a time as now, you're going to think, oh, I'm going to turn up to the Met Gala in a really dark, disturbing outfit where you can't see my face. Well, you have to... We know, know the biggest part of the pandemic was it being a social experiment and by making certain celebrities like Kim Kardashian, like Kanye West, to wear these masks, you can't help but feel it aided towards that, to getting young, impressionable people who look at people like Kim Kardashian, who has... It's normal now. People just wear full-on face masks so you can't even see any of their face. Mummy, mummy, look at Kim Kardashian on Instagram. She's got a full face mask on. Can I have one too? No, 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 darling. You only get the surgical mask. We can only afford those ones until Balenciaga, of course, comes along and puts a little sticker across a surgical mask and you're going to be paying two grand for one of those fuckers. That would be the ultimate troll, wouldn't it? they just release the crappy blue COVID mask with... Balenciaga written on it's like 2000 <laughs> they still like break like the the, yeah, the little string pings or something. still offer you zero protection <laughs> <laughs> oh shit we're giving them the next campaign there no, but they're definitely trying to like make masks cool and covering your face like oh you know like it's the cool new thing like don't want to be seen like go out with a full face mask on that's not weird yeah it's like no matter how dark fuck. dark and satanic it looks I mean, I think it was Snoop that was like, he looks like a, a bank robber from the 80s. <laughs> like, with a stocking over his head. Like, it looks ridiculous. And then, yeah, Kim's turning up at the Met Gala, head to toe. Oh, and what surprise, that's Balenciaga. But, obviously, the brand has come over, uh, has come under massive flack recently because they've had this ad campaign featuring children holding teddy bears in bondage harnesses. Very questionable stuff. And in like BDSM accessories and yeah. all the rest of it. It's like, and, and kids are holding these bears in the ad campaigns and they're very sort of weird sexual sort of pictures with BDSM and kids. I mean, this, th- these two worlds should never meet. You know what I mean? Like, there's no excuse for that. Like, we were trying to be edgy. It's like, no. Not, not even an artistic point of view. I, mean, I don't think so, no. We can take it to some pretty dark annals on the schism, but even we don't mix them two together. So this campaign went viral and suddenly, like, cancel Balenciaga was trending and people had seen this and thankfully were outraged by it because it was pretty out there stuff and... Quite honestly, I think it's condoning paedophilia and child exploitation to the max. But it didn't stop there because then a separate ad dropped and that had a woman that was sitting at like an office desk and then there was a load of files on the desk. And then because now there's like an army of people looking in on all their stuff going, well, hang on, they did this. What else are they doing? These people have zoomed in to these files on the desk and found out, oh, they're documents from a Supreme Court case all about child pornography and trying to like legalize digital child pornography or something so you're like the hell like they're leaving these pedo little easter eggs over their ad campaigns like why are you doing that you know what i mean it's just insane like little noncy easter eggs i like, know it'd be like the world's best where's wally for jimmy savile <laughs> oh honestly like who are they doing this for like someone like, oh, oh, zoom into the court documents. Oh, God, I bet this is going to be something good. Oh, you did it again, Balenciaga. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be. Who we got this time? Ted Bundy? William Bonin? Oh, please, let it be Jimmy. Let it be something left by Jimmy. How deep and how dark and how sinister will they take it? So in the same picture, there's a book 
kind of reminds me of like the picture of Bill Gates where he's got the book like How to Lie with Statistics. <laughs> it's like a total giveaway. <laughs> there's there's a book on the shelf and it's called Fire from the Sun. So people have obviously been like, right, okay, look that up. And it's from someone called Michael Bjormans. And you look at the type of images that are in the book and it's a collection of artwork with naked children, like toddlers, covered in blood. They're like paintings. Yeah. Playing with what looks like severed body parts. You know what it reminded me of? It's like, oh. Do you remember in Bruno, the film with Sasha Baron Cohen and he got the American audience to let their kids be in an advertising campaign. And he was like, how risque was he willing to put that person, that parent's child through, like them holding... And they would do anything, and they would, basically. They would that's, do it. that's what he uncovered, yeah. They uncovered it. And they wouldn't see the dark, demonic... They yeah, would just, right. Well, was, they just want their kids to be famous or just to get a and it, check. And, and it was almost the same. Some of the things that he was showing up there were like kids being crucified or like a mock yeah, crucif- right, yeah. crucifixion. It, well, it's that type of artwork and it's this type of artwork that keeps them turning up as well. Like recently people have said, oh, have you seen um, Ellen Degenerate? Oh. I used to, <laughs> I like to call her <laughs> Ellen Degenerate. Have you seen inside her house? And there's these weird paintings or drawings or whatever and they seem like they're depicting some kind of dark demonic stuff like you see this a lot when you when you get to see inside like certain stars houses they've got all this weird satanic kind of artwork and all the rest of it but again they've just got that book just on the side it's not a coincidence is it they're they're obviously leaving these clues within their ad campaigns and then people have looked at it again even further and then realised that the name of the brand, Balenciaga, if you go into Google, and I actually did this, like went on the Google Translator, so from Latin into English, and you type in Ba-len-si-aga, like four separate words, when you translate that into English from Latin, it translates to do what you want, which is obviously the whole Alistair Crowley yeah. decree, like do as thou wilt, yeah. which is a famous like satanic decree from Alistair Crowley. Yeah, yeah. And Alistair Crowley, all these celebrities are obsessed with him. They People are. like Lady Gaga and the likes are always name-checking this person as like an influence. And it's all about sex magic and rituals. You know, and it's hard celebrities to... love him and don't even hide it. Hard to believe someone like Alistair Crowley is now what we call a modern-day influencer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's definitely influenced all the celebrities. They don't even hide it. They just bank on most people won't know who that is or bother doing research. Bear in mind, like... Or it's trendy or something. Yeah, if you look at who he was and the dark sort of things he practised and believed in, then... Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, this guy's dubbed as the master of darkness and the wickedest man in the world. <laughs> not, not even Jimmy Savile has got that as a hey, nickname. I thought I was the wickedest man in the world. <laughs> I'll give you a room for your money. <laughs> See you in hell, you bastard. And when you've got this uh, Balenciaga tape, like it kind of looks like police tape, it's like yeah. a yellow roller tape, when that is positioned in these ad campaigns with the children holding the BDSM bears and stuff, it says bow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where the tape crosses over. And in the Bible, bow was an important Canaanite god, often portrayed as the primary enemy of the Hebrew god Yahweh. 
Mm. So again, it, it all links back to this kind of symbolism and this hidden, like esoteric sort of stuff that's all weaved in there. You've got to wonder why has that got any place to do in the fashion yeah. industry? And how long have they been leaving these sorts of clues in their stuff for? Someone could go back and do research into many of their old ad campaigns and I'm sure there'd be all kinds of dark and sinister stuff lurking well, in there. One of Kanye's first things about jumping off Adidas, he said these fashion labels and companies had dark agendas. You know, even your top favourite brands, whether it be Adidas, Balenciaga... <laughs> They're actually fueling a campaign of seriously sinister stuff. And in a lot of ways, Kanye has had a really lucky escape because he severed his ties with Balenciaga and then this whole scandal come out and it really showed the brand in like a bad light, especially when everyone's suddenly all focusing in on everything about this brand and are finding out all this other stuff. I mean, there's no way they can defend it. People have looked up some of the other people involved in the brand and then they've gone on their Instagrams and they've seen all this really dark stuff, which is like kids being tied up, satanic rituals, like all the sort of symbolism you see connected to like Pizzagate and all this stuff. And it seems like these people are Satanists, paedophiles, very dark, twisted individuals i mean if they're not them things they're certainly into that kind of stuff and glorifying it and think it's cool and pushing a really sick agenda well you wouldn't have any part of it if you what didn't want to get behind it i mean come on i mean how many people leave their jobs or positions when they are told to do something or don't want to be involved in something they think this has gone too far I'm not going to be involved in this. I mean, like the whole blood in the trainers thing with um, what else was little Nas X. Yeah, I mean, like once again, it's like human blood in the bubble of some trainers trainers that he released. I mean, that's just you think it's who whoever's behind these sort of ideas, if that's what you want to call them. Yeah, they have to be some sort of self promotion of what they're talking about. You know, why else would you put this stuff in there? Like you said, I think Kanye was very smart to get out of the sinking Balenciaga ship before it really settled at the bottom of the Atlantic. Yeah, well, I I, I think he has gone on record to now say that, you know, it was, as he would say, like a, you know, sign from God or whatever that he got out of it when he did because he would never want to be associated with that kind of stuff and I don't blame him if I actually owned any Balenciaga I don't think I would be going out and wearing it now now I see that brand I just think pedo brand it's like wearing a shirt with just pedo written on it (laughs) it's funny because I thought you said pedo band and I was like well I don't listen to Lost Profits anymore what the glitter band (laughs) but yeah I mean Kanye's moved Quite quickly, bearing in mind we've had the stuff with all the anti-Semitism that came out on Alex Jones. And you can't help but think one thing after another keeps happening to him. And it took us right up to Christmas and the New Year period where he just disappeared. I mean, it just couldn't get weirder for Cardio, really. Yeah, right. He was just missing in action. He wasn't in... I mean, you have you usually have like the Kardashian Christmas photo or whatever. He wasn't in that. He was nowhere to be seen or heard of. So then the rumours really start to heat up when a former business manager of Kanye apparently can't contact him because apparently he wanted to sue him for lack of payment. But he was just like, I can't get hold of him. He's nowhere. Well, he, he kept, so at that point, he was like officially missing. He kept his manager on with some sort of pre bono payment, you know, even though... 
he wanted to handle all his finances and his arrangements, which any good man trying to break out of his MK Ultra programming would want. <laughs> but he was obviously trying to contact Kanye to issue him his legal papers about not receiving payment for him being his manager. And it's like, I've got nowhere to send these because no one's seen him. But then now apparently he is back on the scene, but most of the time he's got a fucking mask on, so you don't know whether, whether it is him or not. But apparently there's been a secret marriage now. According to the likes of TMZ, so you know you can trust it, Kanye has married an architect that works for Yeezy called Bianca Sensori. And she's like, no offence, like a nobody. She's got... Like, she's, she's got an Instagram with, like, a few thousand followers on it. She just works for Yeezy, and then suddenly he's getting married to this woman. I mean, how long has he worked with her for? And she's kind of a, a carbon copy of Kim Kardashian yeah. in, in terms of looks. The younger Kim. Yeah, right. Definitely the younger so Kim. So we were saying, like, it's almost like he's got... So, you know, he's obviously got a type, but it could almost be, like, it's a type that's been programmed into him. And this person that works within Yeezy, she just might be another bloody handler that has kind of entered his life again because she's been directed to do so. And then suddenly he's like falling in love with this program. <laughs> person, I meant. <laughs> Fall in love with this program. <laughs> because he's been programmed to be. I mean, she has all the hallmarks of the young Kim in terms of, you know, looks. But one thing... Or the whole thing could just be a, a complete setup. But I think this whole thing could be a setup because yeah. how many times do these people go away and then they emerge with someone really random on their shoulder? And it's even more, someone would say, oh, it would be more sus if it was another celebrity in terms of like another celebrity handler. If you would say, was Kim and the Kardashians like a handling team for Kanye? You'd say, okay, more, I'd be more suspicious. But... I think it's more so the fact that she's an absolute nobody. Who is this girl? Other than the fact that she works at Yeezy. Someone said that there's a possibility that they've had a relationship for quite some time around the workplace. If so, then, well, that happens. People get a bit flirty, a bit naughtier, behind the older water machine. But, yeah, I think it's a bit sus. You know, this girl, and she's young, you know, different generations. Plus, we have to understand... Who wants to go out with the most recent man to say in a live capacity that he loves Hitler? I mean, <laughs> yeah, like he's kind of a sinking ship at the moment. Do you know what I mean? Like know, the guy's a complete train wreck. I mean, who? What woman does that? Have I'm, a runaway marriage with this guy when he's in like the midst of a complete mental meltdown? I mean, saying I love Hitler dressed in a mask. Yeah, and it's sort of like, you don't think it can get any worse than that, but it's like car crash television. Just when you think it, you've seen the worst, you know there's something worse around yeah. the corner. And do you want to be around that? I mean, I'm not going to be horrible to Kanye. If he's going through a really hard time, you probably need people around you that love and support you. What, just someone you work with? Dude, be it might not even be him. It might not even, but like, for all we know, he could be locked in a facility at the moment, returning to zombie land, as Harley would say, <laughs> and everything we're seeing or hearing is just complete propaganda to make you think, no, he's not missing, he's still out there doing crazy stuff, don't worry about it. Are you sure that's him? Yeah, that's him in the mask. Like, it could just be a load of BS that they're just putting out there because the truth is they've either offed him they're replacing him or he's stuck in a facility somewhere 
and playdates with the kids will never be the same. I hope you enjoyed that episode of The Schism. We've got plenty more episodes on the way. In the meantime, follow us on our Instagram at schism.tv and keep watching the skies. Do you think there's like a client of Harley Pasternak, one of these famous celebrities that's seen this news story? Or just on their phone in the morning. Yeah, just scrolling through and then they know they've got their morning workout with Harley. They just turn up for their morning run. How you doing, Harley? You're kind of sweating a little bit more than usual. Haven't even started the run yet. Don't send me to a clinic. Please, not Zombieland.